So I'm going to talk today about prep time. Not preppers, guys. I know some of y'all are getting excited in here. <laughs> we won't say who. <laughs> no. um, you know, when you live in the country, you tend to be, you, you, you meet more preppers. And I am very thankful because if something does happen in the world, I just really love where I live because you know what? God always takes care of us. He's planning. But no, I'm going to talk about prep time today. But let's just pray because I feel like God's got a great word. And I feel like God wants to say some things today um, that are going to bless us. So, Lord, we just thank you as we come together today, Lord, that you are a provider. You are a healer. You are the wisdom giver. You have a plan and a purpose for every word that is spoken, Lord, and that with you things do not come back void. So I thank you, Lord, as we meet you today, that you have a plan for us of what is coming next, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. So we just thank you, Lord. We love you, and we just um, we just honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. So prep time, that's preparing for what's ahead, not what you're doing right now. You know, like, um, you know, we have snow, and a lot of times we have to prepare for that. I was very thankful we got a lot of snow. And I was very thankful that my neighbors have a plow. And, you know, they prepared ahead of time. He called and says, when will your husband be home? Because I want to have it plowed. He didn't wait till you know, we're stuck in the ditch. He said, I want to prepare ahead of time. So I'm very thankful for that. So thank you. You know, I got to use you as an example today. But, you know, we need to prepare ahead of time, not try to do what we're in the now. Right? If you have to pay your bill and you're going to work that day and the bill's due that day, it's not going to work out that well, is it? So we need to prepare, even in the kingdom and things we're doing, we need to prepare ahead of time. And I love this because, you know, farmers or garden, people who have gardens, you can't plant when you're hungry. If I plant, I just feel like a salad. Better go put some seeds in the ground right now. You know what? That's not going to work out. You're going to still be hungry. If you plant when you're hungry, you know, you're not going to be a happy person. You're going to starve if you wait until you're hungry to plant. And so that's what we need to think about in the kingdom. If we're waiting until that need is there, if we're waiting, like, you know, God said that I'm going to be an evangelist. So what does it take to get there? You have to open your mouth at some point. You know what I mean? You can't sit there and be like, well, you know, Billy Graham Jr. is going to come and, you know, he's going to find me and then I'll be an evangelist. I don't think it works out like that. You know, so we have to prepare. We have to plan. We have to plant. If we're going to plant things in our life, they have to be an expectation. You can't just, you know, there's no miracle beans that we throw out the window and we look out there and be like, oh, look, there's a giant beanstalk. That doesn't, that's not how it works. So if you think every season and every trial and every test is the same, it's not. You may be going through the same thing the next year, and what God told you to do last year, you're like, this isn't working. Has there, have you guys ever been there? Like, you're like, God, the same thing happened last year, and I'm doing everything exactly the same, and it's not working. And you're like, I thought I had this formula figured out. I guess I'm not that good in math. I don't know. You know, basically, you're going to get a lot more experience if you you go that way. If you think, well, I did it once, and I prayed for this once, and I I knew this at this time, so this is how it's going to be. You're going to get a lot of experience to how to overcome failure and disappointment. So if that is the direction you want to go, great. Um, I don't really want to go that direction. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of like a field. Not every soil is the same. You can't, you have to plant 
what you're expecting. You have to put the seeds in for what you're expecting. So that's where I'm talking about prepping. You can't just be like, well, it's fine every year. Um, if I don't till my garden every year, you know what? The seeds do not come back. So even if I leave and there's seeds in there, you know what comes back? Weeds. Right? If I do not plant, if I don't prep that soil for the next year, my plants do not naturally come back. Even if I leave, you know, I'll leave tomatoes, but a hundred of those tomatoes, there's probably a thousand seeds in my garden. Why, why does every weed come back and not one tomato plant? Right? Think about it, because we have to prepare. We have to prepare for what is coming. So, um, I mean, so if you don't prepare, it's okay. Um, it's just not going to be very fun for you. Um, you're going to have a lot of really hard work, and um, it might be hard to keep your joy and peace, but you still get that choice. Do you know we still get a choice? God doesn't make us prepare. He doesn't make us read his word. He doesn't make us pray. He doesn't make us, you know, do any of those things. But without his word, how are we going to know peace? How are we going to know joy? How are we going to have wisdom? So I love Joseph. You guys, I could teach, every time I teach about him, I'm like, literally, like, Joseph, obviously, I want to meet Jesus first in person, but Joseph is like my second. I love him. It could be because we are both babies. We are both spoiled. We are both brats. I don't know. You know, could be we both like colorful codes. We like, my husband says amen back there. You know what? My name means princess, and God ordained that name, and I know it, and I'm going to walk in that. I mean, the Lord says that he gives us, so. Yeah. The Lord gave you your job so you could afford me. So you're very blessed. You know, y'all just go up to Matt and say, you are so blessed. You're so blessed. Um, So Joseph, he was a dreamer. I I think I also identify with him because I'm a dreamer. I dream every single night. I mean, some are because I'm just stressed out. Um, But God speaks to me. I love dreams. I love visions. You know, um, you know, they're the future of things that God is saying to them. It's preparing us for what's next. And Joseph was a dreamer. I just love that. Um, and he kind of went the hard way around. He didn't really get that, like, I could just listen to God and go through this. We know that Joseph became like a ruler and, and he saved nations. But if you look in Genesis 37, I'm not even going to, I'm just, so if you want to go there anytime, that just tells you the story. So it's kind of like you have Joseph and he's just kind of a punk kid and he's like, God gives him, God speaks to him. God's like giving him dreams. The Lord is speaking to him. He's got a lot of brothers, okay? A lot of older, bigger brothers. So, I mean, I'm looking at this thinking, man, you are not very smart. Um, and he's like, God gives him a dream and says, guess what? Joseph, come here, come here, come here. I'm going to tell you in your dream, guess what? You're going to rule over, like, whole nations, including your brothers and your dad and mom. Awesome. You know, you know what he did? He did not keep that in his heart. He goes to this group of bigger, stronger, older brothers, like the younger brother he is. And he's like, nan, nan, boo, boo, I got a nice colorful coat. And guess what? Y'all going to bow down to me. Ha, ha, ha. Dude, think of how well that went over. 
You know, as a younger sibling, you know, you have to know if you're going to tease bigger, older siblings, you have to first of all know where the, the closest locked room is. Second, you better know where mom or dad are. And you better be able to run fast enough to get to them before the siblings can get to you. We only broke one door jam where I didn't quite get the lock done. And then, then we worked together as growing up. Then we worked together to fix it so our parents wouldn't know before they came home. But that is the, you know, there's certain things you don't say to bigger, older siblings. Joseph didn't learn that. Now, could he have taken what God said to him and put it in his heart and started to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? You're saying I'm going to rule. How do I be a good ruler? He could have done that, right? But instead, he said, I'm going to brag. I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to go the hard way around. And the way he went, it was tough. And it just got tougher and tougher. Okay? So he released his dreams in the wrong season and in the wrong soil. I don't think he was ever supposed to tell his dad or his, or his siblings that what God had told him. I think he was just meant to have wisdom, and God would have brought him there. Right? So he released his dream in the wrong season. And instead of being a good servant, because if you're a good servant first, you can be a great ruler. Poor rulers don't know how to serve. God shows you that. Because really how he got to be that, in that spot where he was this ruler and, and saved um, nations was because of his dreams. And then he was a good steward and a good servant. And so he didn't do that at first. And he ended up, you know, going to a pit he went to the palace, became a servant, then he went to prison, and he stayed there for a long time. And um, so he had to go a little bit of the hard way around because he chose not to prepare the soil, the ground. He chose not to prepare for what God had given him. God gave him a word, and he just threw it out there. God said, I gave you that because I want you to prepare I want you to plan. Now, it took him a long time. He went in the prison, and guess what he had a lot of time to do? Think and prepare. And so when he got out and he became ruler, he's like, I know how to do this dream, and here we go. It's going to be seven years of lack, and here's how we're going to save this food so that we can basically save entire nations. That was a great time to release that. So um, if we have to prepare, basically... He could have prepared and used his dream to create healthy culture right in his family. Instead of saying, I'm going to rule over you, he could have just been a good servant, worked alongside of his brothers. He could have been honoring to his father, to you know their community, and he chose not to go that way. He could have created that healthy culture in this family, and he could have worked hard, and he could have had that blessing, but he didn't want to do that. So he went through some stuff. But still, God got him there. So even if sometimes we get ahead of ourselves, you ever get a word from the Lord and you just want it to happen right now and you just start running after it and you're tripping over stuff and it's just not working and you're like, God, but you said. I always say when the Lord said, I'm going to bless you, it's like, Lord, have you seen my bank account? Have you seen my health? Have you seen these things? And you're talking about how blessed I am. Don't feel it in that moment. We have to look and say, when God speaks to us, most of the time it is future. I heard this thing once, and it said, God is in the, um, he is not in the, the plant business. He's in the seed business, and he always gives you what, you're, what you need, 
and it's your job to water and grow it and and do the work for it with him so when I look at that and I'm thinking that's kind of where we are we have to prepare Joseph didn't prepare and so he got the opportunity to go through a lot of things so the next time he could prepare I don't really want to go that way around how many um, do you guys really want to go that way around I do. You do? Oh, okay. <laughs> you said no. <laughs> no we don't, I, I, I get what you're saying now. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't like. Oh, I just hope I go through failure and bad things happen to me. Just can't wait. If you do, please come talk to us. We will counsel you. That's not a healthy way to think. Okay? It's just not healthy that we uh, want bad things to happen to us or to our family or to our children. We do not want that. And so. Um, God's like, I gave you wisdom and to prepare for the next season. Not the season you're in, but what's coming. So when God speaks to us, he's preparing us. Um, he's preparing us not for, not every word is meant for what's happening in your life right now. You know, like a prophetic word. I remember um, we got a prophetic word about pioneering two years before we met you know, our network pioneering, and we'd been doing that. We didn't understand what it was, and God just kind of, um, you know, it was two years out, but God just kind of put it there, and you're like, I don't know what this means. So then we had to steward. We had to say, okay, God, what are you saying about this? We had to start getting into his word and say, oh, what do you want us to do with this word, Lord? So it doesn't always mean that you got a word today, like, you know, Christopher, you've had a word that you have a real evangelistic spirit. That does not mean you're an evangelist right now, right? What do you have to do? You have to actually say, okay, God, what does that mean? I mean, when, when you first got that word, you didn't even know what it meant, did you? You were like, okay, this is, ooh, you know what I mean? When you're first saved, they don't know Christianese. They don't know things in the word. You know, we don't know things, and it's like, great, someone's saying weird words over me. Awesome. No. It's not for that moment now. He's saying, prepare, because this is what I have in store for you. This is what is coming. So I look back at times God spoke almost every single time um, for a season that was going on. So I said, Lord, let me, let's just take one section, Lord. And I said, okay, let's go with our jobs. So I looked and I said, okay, God, every time you told me something was coming, you put something else in my life, and it did not seem like it was going to work out. So in 2004, God's like, you should go work in a juvenile detention facility. And I'm like, with minimum security, with no experience. And I'm like, I don't think that's you, God. So I said no. God brought me to our knees. Really? And I said, okay, I'll take the job. And so I took the job. Because God said, no, you're doing this. And I thought, no, preparing. A year later, what God had done is God brought me in. He gave me a higher salary than anybody else that had worked there, even people that had four and six-year degrees. So I was like, okay, this is cool. And God said, I wanted you to take this job for a season because it's providing you your house, which then we are able to get our home where we live now. So I didn't see when he wanted that. I had to prepare and go through this, and God's like, this is what I did. Then in 2008, God said, you know, I never, I got a job at the school. I never applied. I never had an interview. Someone brought paperwork and said, I think you should work here. Fill this paperwork out. I'm waiving your interview. You work here now. That's how I got my job <laughs> for 10 years, and I'm thinking, 
Who does that? Who just comes up to you and says, will you just sign these tax forms so that you can just start working here? <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? And I'm thinking, okay, this will be fun. My kids are in school. I love it. But God prepared it because we're in this building now. We have favor in this community because God brought that. Now, I couldn't see it then. I thought, I just want to be with my kids, and my kids are in school. I want to be with them. This is good. But God's like, I'm putting that before you, and you're going to take these years. And it took eight years in that job before we saw anything that God had planned for here. Eight years to sew for eight years, you know. I got sewed with snot and puke <laughs> All of these things for eight years, and I'm thinking, is this really where you want me, Lord? He kept saying yes. I kept asking him. I said, aren't you sure you don't have, like, some ministry in, like, Hawaii and the beach, like, that you don't, that you want me for? He kept saying no. And I thought, is that Satan? No, it's not. I mean, I keep asking him every year. I say, can I get an upgrade, you know, to somewhere warm? And God's like, you know what? It's warm in your heart. I'm like, I said I'm spoiled let's just be real so we have that and then in 2019 I thought it's the craziest year but I'm like we're doing good paying our bills I got nothing late like it's going good and God's like I want you to get a job pretty far away doesn't really pay a ton but I want you to do it and I want you to pay off any debt you have and I thought okay Lord Okay, my mom gets sick, and I'm thinking, Lord, this cannot be. And I'm showing up, and God's like, anything I ask, they opened up and said, you make your own schedule. You're going to get the top pay here that anyone's ever got in this position. I'm like, okay. And, and so then my mom gets sick, and I'm taking care of her, and they're like, oh, it's fine. You can come and go whenever you want. If you want to come at 2 o'clock in the morning and do your job, you can do that. If you, whatever you want. If you don't want to come all week. And I thought, God, you are preparing the soil. You're preparing the soil for, for me. Like, I'm, I'm walking it out and just listening to what God is saying. Those are just the times that God said, if you plan, I'm going to take care of you. And, you know, because of that job, things that happened with that job, all of our debt was paid off. When God said, because I thought when I started that job, I'm like, Lord, I'm doing this. I'm running to my mom's. I'm doing all this. I'm not, I'm not putting any hours in. How am, how am I going to pay debt off? All, all this money's going to gas going over here. But God's like... Do what I asked you to do. Keep going. Keep preparing. And God made it so that that job took care of all of our debt that I had. You see, that's the difference of when we say no and God's like, hey, I want you to prepare. You know, he always has a plan. And that's just one area of our lives. That's just just in my jobs. And in actually, I was I'm trying to think how old I was. I was in my 20s before I actually, I applied for one job when I was 14, and every other job God brought to me, and people said, I want you to work here. Will you do this? I've never, from the time I was 14, and I played Yogi Bear out at Jellystone Park, and kids will hit you in the head. Teenagers are terrible when it comes to playing, because there really is a person in there, they try to push you down. (laughs) Not saying I didn't try to push my friends down when they had to play it, but, you know. But that was the first job. That's the only job I really applied for. And then every other job, people would just show up and God, boom, here it is. And so that's just my story of just the employment part of my life. You know what I mean? But then when I would prepare soil in there, when I would get a job, I remember I worked at, um, I worked at the 
college for a couple years, and I worked in clerical, okay? And the lady comes to me, and this is about preparing soil. You need to be, okay, what's coming next? Can I be a good servant? And she goes, now, I, I would never do this, and I, I don't like to ask people to do things that I wouldn't do, but the guys are gone, and I... And I worked in the respiratory therapy department. She said, and I got a bunch of pig lungs back there that need to be washed out. I can't ask you to do that because it's not in your job description. But I can't do it. I will get sick. And you know what? I went and cleaned those pig lungs out. Those of you that know me, I'm not really a hunter. I'm not really any of that. But I did it. And God just kept blessing me because I laid the foundation for being a servant. I laid, I prepared that, you know what, I could do any job. So God would say, I can open up things to you because you're making the thing that whatever I ask you to do, you're going to do. And that's how we prepare. If God says, I want you to do this, and you were like, I don't know, Lord, this isn't going to work out. God's like, I didn't ask you if you think it's going to work out. I asked you to do it. And that's how we prepare. So when we prepare for what's next, we get to walk in it with joy and peace. Even the pig lung thing, it was so cool. The feeling, I was like, these feel awesome. So then she comes back, and I'm over it. It, it was weird, but um, I actually got blessed, and I was like, this is cool to see, like, God created this. And, and like, I didn't think it was going to feel this way or experience that way. And I'm seeing, like, how we breathe because I get to, like, do the, like, little intubator thing because they practice on those, like, before people, because they're not, I'm glad that they do, and they don't say, hey, go to the hospital, see how this works out. Um, Thankful that they have training, right? So even in that, I got to walk in joy and peace, even if it's hard, even if it's a hard thing to do or hard times, it doesn't matter. We can be ready. You know, I want to be prepared, even if I know a hard time is coming, It's a lot better if you're prepared for it, right? If a famine is coming, I would hope that, I would like to know that I'm prepared for it so that I could feed my family, right? So it's okay if hard things are coming. God said, if you follow me and you prepare, no matter what's coming, you're still going to have victory. We don't starve because we planted when we needed to. That is a difference. You know, sometimes we look at our world and it's going so fast and and we're so used to things like people don't even know that groceries and stuff come from farms. (laughs) My kids have had so many times with people that are city people and they didn't know what a carrot looked like because they'd only seen the baby carrots. They're like, that's not a carrot. Oh my, oh my goodness, people. But think about that. In, in worlds like that, we don't know how to prepare. And God's saying, no, what, you have what you have because you planted, you prepared it. So what we need to do is plant those seeds of faith, plant those seeds of joy, overcoming, whatever you need, healing, whatever it is, we need to plant those seeds before we need them. I need to know what God says on his promises of healing before I get sick. Because when I'm sick, I don't feel like going in God's word and finding that, right? I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm out. I don't want to do that. I need to know before. You know, I need to know what God says about long life before I get to the part where I need it. 
You know, how many of you guys know that you can claim 70 or 80 years and that it's in Psalms? If you don't know that, who's going to come steal that from you? The enemy. You don't even know to ask for that. Then he's like, I'll take that. That's what I'm saying. We need to prepare. We need to prepare. You know, we need, you know, we need comfort. We need revelation, you know, for what we're going through. But the great thing about that is if we've prepared, we can just pop over to that storehouse and take what we need. We can just pop over there and say, I am really lacking in this right now, Lord. And, and our storehouse has, and it's like, you know, I can have joy even in this because I prepared it. I planted it. It's ready. It's stored up for me. I would say the times in my life where I've dealt with sickness, and I mean like severe sickness, I would say the only people that would have known would be maybe Matt. I don't even know if my girls would have understand because they were younger. But I don't think people knew when I went through massive, massive sickness because the Lord said, you just keep, I stored up so much joy that I would be sick and then I would just go and do youth or I would go somewhere and I would just be laughing and crazy and people didn't realize I was actually really sick. And God did heal me. I don't have um, the illness anymore or anything. But um, I look at that and say, if I didn't store that up, where would I be? Where would I have been? Where would I have been? Because there's times, you know, even with both of my girls, I used up the storehouse. I was scraping the bottom of the barrel of that joy and peace when I walked through those pregnancies. But it was there because I stored it up. I remember before Layla was born, I was like, why am I reading this book about pregnancy and about God's way and about healing and health and all of this? I mean, it was months. And then when I first got pregnant, I, every single day I had it on, you guys, cassette. I had to flip it over, and I did it. I mean, it was probably plain. The Word of God was plain, like 24 hours a day. The only time I got up was to turn it over. Cause I was, but I looked, and I thought, her life is here because I stored up. I put it there, and when it came down to the end and I needed it, boom, I had it right there. I knew the promises, and I was like, oh, devil, you ain't having any of this. You're not having any of this because I've prepared. That's what, that's what I'm talking about, preparing preparing you know not every prophetic word is for right now most of them aren't I mean how many there was over there was hundreds of prophetic words about you know Jesus and coming all of these things and and then God was silent for 400 years I mean to hold on to a prophetic word and we're mad because it's like why is this not happening this week well that's because that's two years out because he's tilling that soil. It's for you to say, that's what God has for me. I'm going for it. I'm getting it. I love it. It says, 1 Peter 1, 13, it says, So prepare your minds for action. Yes. Be completely sober, completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-discipline, spiritually and morally alert. Ooh. Yeah, that's tough. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. That's good. Prepare your mind. It didn't say prepare your body, did it? What did it say? Compare your mind. Com- prepare your mind. <laughs> I'm looking two things. Prepare our minds for action. That's what we're doing. We're preparing for what is coming. So some of us have clear paths to our destiny. 
It's like, this is what I wanted to be when I grew up, and this is what I'm doing, and it's happening, and God said this, and I'm walking in this thing in my life. And some of us, you know, we're just trying to stay on the path and grow and move forward to the harvest. Both are good. Both are good. I know people, it's like God called them into ministry. They were like little kids, and they knew I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an evangelist, or I'm going to be a pastor, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to travel, I'm going to be a missionary. And from the time they got saved, they were walking on that, and they knew that. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. Sometimes I don't know what God, I'm like, God, what do you want me to do today? You know what I mean? Things like that. So it doesn't matter which one you're on. You can still prepare if God's saying, hey, you, I don't have an end spot that exactly where you're going to fit I want you to prepare saying like hey this is what you're doing in this season prepare for that next season it's okay so it doesn't matter which category you fall in I've been in both it just means prepare and expect prepare and expect expect God to do something you know farmers I hope that you would not plant crops or grow cows or any of that and think well I'm not going to get any meat out of this thing Oh, you know, I'm going to plant all these seeds. Well, I'm not, shh, hope nothing grows. Nothing's going to, I mean, right? You take care of, you know, we have a lot of cow, people that like cows. You know, you take care of them. You know, if they're missing, you're going to go find them, right? You're not going to be like, it's fine. It's fine. They'll find their way home. No, you're like, that's a lot of money. That's meat. That's milk. Like, that's $2,000 walking out in that field. I'm going to get it, Right? Even when they're a baby, we, you, you know, farmers are like, they're expecting. They take care of, they don't say, that's oh, just a calf we lost. No, they're like, we know, we have an expectation. We know what that's going to bring in. The same with crops. We're not like, eh, we're not going to water that. It's fine. They know that's going to bring in a harvest, right? So we have an expectation. We have an expectation of that harvest. And that's what we need to have for our lives. Whether it's our marriages, our families, our jobs, our ministry, whatever it is, we need to have an expectation that there is a harvest. And sometimes you get to the harvest, and the great thing about that, God says, and now we're on to the next season. And you're going to get a harvest there too, and you're going to expect that. So we have to expect that harvest We need to use God's word. We need to have prophetic insight. You can use dreams, teachings to help us care for the harvest that's coming. Those things only help you get to that harvest. We don't just get a word and sit there in our living room and think, Oh God, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? God's like, when you get up off your butt and you do what I asked you to do, that's when it's going to happen. I'm not going to share that story because it's too embarrassing for me. I'm going to share it anyways. So I remember. Let's <laughs> see how dumb I was, you guys. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, like me and Matt were just married, and we live in a trailer, a jank trailer. And I was like, you know, I was like, God says I can have what I say. I was not very wise yet. I was totally Josephing it. So, um, and I was like, well, Publisher Clearinghouse sent me this, and I'm going to pray, and God has to give that to me because he said and that is the desire of my I was so sad when they did not show up at my house. I was like, <gasps> and then I realized, oh, my God. But, you know, years later, I'm like, oh, my gosh. The wisdom part was not there yet. The wisdom part was not there. That's why we need prophetic word, revelation from his word, confirmations from other believers to help us care and direct and have wisdom for what's next. That wasn't biblical what I was asking for. So why would God put it? You know what I mean? God never said he would do that. 
He said he'd take care of me. So the thing is, I had to know what God's word said. I had to steward that well. God's like, how many jobs did I give you? And you're over here praying for me to drop some money in your lap. Right? How many times do we pass up jobs? Try to pass up jobs? God keeps bringing it back around. I said no to that job at the that juvenile detention facility. I said no so many times that it was, I went and tried to have so many other jobs and none of them worked out. I was like, I'll just go here. It's fine. It'll work out. And to the point I was like, we can't eat. God's like, are you ready? We're behind three months on our rent. We have heat or electric at this time. We didn't have food. And I was like, God's like, are you ready now? And I was like, yes, Lord. I'm hungry. (laughs) So good. It gives us direction and wisdom for what's next. We can't always do it the same way that we did. It might be similar circumstances, but have very different solutions. That's how God is. You know, think about sickness. The woman, the woman with the issue of blood, touch my, she touched the garment. She got healed. You know? And then the man on the mat, he's like, hey, let me just tell you, you're fine. You have good friends. Pick your mat up. Let's go. Then there's someone else like, you know what? Then, then another healing was, why don't you rub some mud on your face? Can I just be the one you say stuff to? <laughs> no, rub, let me spit on it. <laughs> rub this on your face. <laughs> Can I not be that one? No. They all had a sickness, and God's like, you know what? I have different ways. Because i got to see where your heart is. And, and what I have for you, your, your testimony is the reason I'm doing it this way. So you need to prepare. So they prepared different ways, but it's the same God. Same God. So like I said, not all soils the same, and not all soils right for what you're planting. So we need to prepare and make sure that what we're doing is, is the direction God wants us to go. That's why we, we read the word. The word of God is very wise. It is. It's so good. You know, we listen to preachers. We listen to people speak because it's encouraging us to follow the word of God, right? We interpret dreams. We hear prophetically because all of that is preparing for the new season. Because the last season's soil the last season's prep may not be helpful to the next season it's kind of like going through life when you're young you can work 20 hours and sleep four the older you get you're like I need to learn how to do this more efficiently like we get we're not going to do those jobs if we don't have to right and as you have kids and your life changes then you become empty nesters and you're like we can have ice cream for dinner because the kids don't know Tell my secrets, man. Don't tell my secrets, Layla. Um, but you know what I mean? Things change, and what was the last season doesn't necessarily mean it's right for the next. So we need to prepare in every single season. I love um, 2 Timothy 4.2. I'm almost done. Um, so I feel like you guys might be tired today. I know, snow's hard for Michiganders. Not like we're used to it. So in 2 it says, Preach the word as an official messenger. So if you're preaching the word, you're an official messenger from God. You don't have to have a seal that says you're a pastor. You don't have to be ordained somewhere to preach the word of God. It says if you preach the word. So preaching the word means if you speak the word of God, you're a preacher of the word. 
you are an official messenger. So you don't need all these other things. God says, you're, you're the messenger. You lead people to Christ. You do what I've called you to do. You give. You sow. You, you spread the gospel. You do that. You change your families with my word. You change culture with your actions because you have my word and you do that. So everybody in here, any of you all read the Bible or said anything? You said Jesus, you read the Bible because that word's in there. So now you, you are an official messenger of the word of God. I've ordained you all. So preach the word as official messenger. Be ready when the time is right and even when it is not. Keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. Correct those in error of doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin. Exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. That's the Amplified if you're looking. But it's so good. He said, preach it when the culture's right, when the atmosphere's right. Preach it when it's not. So you're still speaking the word even though you're in a different season. You don't just be like, well, I don't need it here. When it's convenient and inconvenient. It was kind of inconvenient to get here if you haven't been out this weekend, right? Because there was a foot of snow on your car. But y'all here because you said, you know what? I can't let a little inconvenience steal the word of God from my life. That's good. Whether it's welcomed or unwelcomed, sometimes... What God wants you to do includes sacrifice, and you're like, this is not really welcome right now. I don't want to do this. It's so good, though, but then it says that we're going to exhort and encourage those growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience. So you get inexhaustible, inexhaustible patience and faithful teachings. That's what we do for each other. Isn't that good? That's good. So I just want to encourage you guys, prepare and expect. Prepare and expect what God has for you. That he does have something. If, the, if you're like, I don't even know what God has for me. Just, you can just expect he has something for you. Say, I don't know what it is, God, but I see something. That's for me. I don't even know what it is. So far off, I can't see it. It's a far way off, Lord. But I can see it. it's a dot on the horizon right now. But I'm going to keep moving and keep growing because that's what you have for me. That is good. That is good right there. It doesn't matter if it's a bad or tough season. No problem that you have prepared for, you can't go to the storehouse for. You prepared for it, it's there. You prepared for it, it's there. So even though it might be a hard way around, God says, I'm st- I still promised you this. I still promised. I still called you. You still have a destiny here. You know, when the, Lord, when the world said, you're not a mom, God said, yes, you are. And when it didn't look like it could ever happen, I look what God did for you. He said, don't tell me. If you prepare, that's what will happen. And God gives us those things because he said, I promised you that. So we can go to the storehouse and say, God, you know, you called the barren woman to keep house. So we can call on that in your word. That's just one instance of things. We can call on it in God's word because we've stored it up. We know what God's word says. So prepare for what's coming. Be encouraged and have expectation. Be encouraged and have expectation. Be each other's encouragers. 
If someone's storehouse is getting low because they've been walking through it a long time, go bring them some provisions. Right? If, some per- if you have someone in your life you're walking with and their faith is wavering, you build some up and you bring it over and you put it there. That is our job as a community of believers. That is our job as kingdom. Is not just for I get for me. Is we do for the community. We do for the kingdom. And then we also go outside the walls of the kingdom. And we take care of those who have not had the opportunity to yet come in and meet Jesus. That is what we do. Is we don't just look for ourselves. We are preparing an expectation. Not just for us. But for everybody. You know for human for mankind. That's what Jesus did. And so if we have Jesus living in us, that's what we're doing. So let's pray.